It was a dark and stormy night at the every horror movie on Netflix mansion. And Chris and Patrick and Steven were huddled together on the stormy night to watch another movie from the horror queue that they had carefully put together. They were just about to start the film when they heard a clanging coming from somewhere in the house. Steven jumped up with a start. The three looked at each other, trying to figure out where that strange noise was coming from. It sounded like it was coming from the chimney. Sure enough, there were ashes fluttering down into the fireplace. Who said a voice. Who disturbs my cue? Patrick started shaking. This is too spooky for me, Chris. And he jumped off the couch and ran out the door into the storm. Into the storm, shaking and blubbering. As soon as it was quiet again, the voice came from the chimney again. Who disturbs my cue? Chris, I can't take this. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Said Stephen, and he ran out the door into the storm. (laughs) It was just Chris and the cue. But soon, not long after the movie had started, the voice in the chimney said again, Who disturbs my cue? Chris couldn't take it anymore. He was really pissed off. He had to know who was disturbing his theatrical experience. He went over to the chimney and carefully looked inside. And he saw... to every horror movie on netflix i'm chris happy halloween i'm back with patrick hello and steven hi for a very special halloween episode i'm so excited this is the day we've been waiting for all month long i'm all fucking year long are you kidding me oh yeah oh yeah since last halloween yeah like the day after halloween i'm waiting for the next halloween I mean, we're making this Halloween episode more special than ever before. We already gave you all a spooky story at the beginning of the episode. Spooked me. It spooked me. I mean, we obviously... I, I ran blubbering from the room. Spooked and me. And I ran shrieking. Yeah. And I mean, not, I, I, not something either of us is known to do on a regular I had to basis. look in the disagree, fucking but... fireplace. And what I saw in there, I will not describe. Would Please you don't. Cue it, cue it or screw it? I would... I can't. I would do none. None of the above. Not an option. Anyway. This is an extra special Halloween episode also because for the first time in every horror movie on Netflix history, we have merch. 
We want your fucking money. We want your fucking money. You know, you've you been can listening to this shit. What you owe us for the entertainment you get every two weeks, motherfuckers. You've been listening to this shit for two fucking years now. Isn't it about time that you gave us some money to wear our logo and advertise our podcast to the world? No, but seriously, we do have t-shirts for the first time. I actually designed the art that's on them. It's kind he of did. A, kind it's of, great. He's an a, artist. Kind of a blood-soaked take on the classic Maxell tape logo, if y'all are familiar yeah, which with was, that. Yeah, um, the, the guy in the ad was, uh, wasn't that Peter Murphy from Bauhaus? I don't know. Pretty Didn't sure know it was. That. Yeah, it's a great ad, you know, with the the TV, you know, blowing back his hair as yeah. he's sitting on the sofa. Iconic it's, image. It, it's Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. So uh, it's about to become iconic all Halloween over again. Also, because he wrote Bella Lugosi's Dead. True. You know? it's True. A very Halloween centric song. Yeah, but, Patrick said he was going to, you know, uh, get some t shirt art designed. And I thought you were talking about, like, hiring somebody or finding out oh fuck real, no. it turns out he's an actual artist we diy we do it in-house baby he, he bought markers We're like the minute man. i bought markers specifically <laughs> for this occasion i mean i'm not saying it's the best art in the world you can go judge for yourself it's at tpublic.com slash user slash amoncast and if you don't know amon already it's our it's the acronym for our show e-h-m-o-n cast oh wow and thank you for clarifying i had no yeah, idea absolutely yeah I, I mean we've been saying that for this and long shirt, and i didn't like, even realize that's how tell it was me, spelled. tell me what it, what is the shirt what purpose does this serve for me is it going to cover my nipples it will probably not cover your nipples that's a good question you could theoretically belly cut, button you could theoretically cut holes to reveal your nipples or your belly button if you wanted that to happen. i just want to make sure it's going to cover my shoulders it will cover my, those my uh, you know the upper part of my biceps. biceps it will cover your upper gigantic and the rest generally biceps. the rest of my torso and cover my belt line yes it will cover all those things oh sick yeah, and I'm gonna at, buy one and at the same time you will also announce to the world that you love a podcast called every horror movie on netflix oh. and it will also send money to three starving poor young men in southeast michigan who could use it oh well yeah who are these three men i feel like they deserve my money <sighs> Well, you uh, probably don't so, want to know too much about oh, them, or you Steven. might change your mind about this buying oh, decision. Oh, I get it. I'm one of them. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm not going to buy one. Do I get one for free for being on the show? Mm, nope. Oh, fuck. Okay. Tpublic.com. Anyway, sounds sick. Tpublic.com. Slash user. Slash Amoncast. Go order some shit we'll have even more there soon but there's just there's just a shirt right there for now you can get it in a men's size women's size whatever whatever v-neck? style or size v-neck baseball t q-neck h-neck h20 neck you know you name it crop top tpublic.com slash user slash amoncast okay now back to the show yeah so it's a very special halloween episode as you may know i picked the movie for this week it was my turn around the table and it, i felt a lot of pressure because i knew it was going to be our halloween episode and i wanted to pick something very special and very halloweeny and so i decided that we were going to watch james wan's masterpiece or was it insidious in my mind chris how you would could you not have picked a this? more special or more halloweeny movie uh, I think this movie has big Halloween energy. <laughs> it does. It's got BHE. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be this, I, I, I will say, I have thoughts about this movie. I was delighted to watch it today on this very spooky Michigan day with the overcast sky. The colors are turning. There's some witchy, spooky, ghosty shit going on in this movie. It's the season of the witch. I was... Is this yeah, I'm not going to sing that fucking song. I um, was less than delighted to watch it. At dark last night, as Chris always exhorts us to watch these movies after dark, 
and to then have to go to bed after watching this. Movie. Oh yeah, this is, I definitely woke up a few times last night. Like, it's got oh, Halloween vibes. Fuck. I thought I thought like there are very guys. I slept with the light on last night. I'm totally not kidding. I slept with the light on last night. There are thousands and thousands of horror movies. How many of them actually feel like Halloween fair? You know, something you'd want to watch on Halloween. Exactly. That vibe. You're not going to watch Backcountry on Halloween. <laughs> You're not going to watch Halloween on Halloween because all the leaves are green. You know, like like there's. You're not going to watch In the Shadow of the Moon on Halloween. Halloween, the, or the preferably ever. Yeah. <laughs> I like movies that have trick or treaters in them to watch on Halloween. So okay. I, Halloween '78, I like the beginning especially for halloween when it's like kids walking to school and the halloween festivities and everyone's getting ready and carving pumpkins uh, the new halloween i really like the sequence where he's going house to house oh it's masterful yeah but it's the rest of the about that movie aren't especially halloweeny man side note did you all see that jamie lee wrapped her uh shooting for halloween kills in like five days or seven days or something like that, that. makes sense i'm I sure think jamie not lee the... is not in this movie very much oh no she's gonna be in the I'm... first 10 minutes she's gonna get thrown off the roof she's gonna die and, <laughs> and then she'll be, be back it. in halloween ends <laughs> she'll be in a coma for halloween ends i don't know for most of halloween kills because we know how, how the halloween franchise treats its past stars like she's gonna <laughs> yeah yeah Oof. but anyway like, is it halloween too she's in a coma like the entire time yes Anyway, Insidious, uh, a movie from 2010, which I saw in the theater. 2010? Oh my god, I thought it was 2012. I saw this in the theater, actually. Nine fucking years old. Um, And it was weird, because I think uh, my friend and I went to the theater without knowing what we were going to see. Had you seen Saw at this point? Yes. You saw Saw. Did you know it was from the director of Saw? No. Okay. And I I did not give a shit about James Wan. Because I'm looking at your little you know hand-drawn portrait of james wan over your shoulder and i know how much you idolize him and thank you really... thank you friend of the show gregory allen yes. yes uh no he didn't draw those no he gave them he to uh, us. he yeah he commissioned that one for me yeah, yeah. super special from the artist um, whose name I don't and, know. and i know you how much of a fan you are now so it's really like adorable for me to hear your story of seeing his movies without before you realized who he was yeah i i think insidious was the first time after i saw insidious i don't know i might have been aware of who he was when i saw the movie in the theater but i was familiar with saw i had seen dead silence which has insidious energy and does it have BHE? Uh, no, not, not not as how. Uh, you know, more so. Th- th- that's the thing. All right, so that's the thing I like about James Wan. When he does horror, it has a certain, I don't know, meat and potatoes spookiness to it. That's mm. like oh, kind of making me hungry. <laughs> kind of out of fashion in the rest of the genre, where it's like, yeah, this movie's about fucking puppets and ghosts and ghosts that are in puppets. It's like, yeah, that's 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 some good spooky stuff. This is crystallizing for me so much about why you love James Wan. Yeah, um, and Saw, of course, isn't isn't like that. There's nothing especially Halloweeny about Saw, other than that they made eight movies and always released them at Halloween. And, and there's came, a puppet. Came up with the tagline: "If it's Halloween, it must be Saw." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is this? Uh, so Dead Silence was Juan's sophomore effort. Is this his third film? The, no, there was one. There's a movie that no one, everyone forgot about called Dead uh, Death Sentence, starring Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, it's like a revenge. I've never thriller. heard of that. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I think that was after. I love Kevin Bacon. Dead Silence. Like, how the fuck have I not heard of this? 
Yeah, I don't know. It's what's out the, there. Do, what's I about? See it. Do you know? It's like Death Wish, I think. That yeah. kind of thing. I've heard it's. I've heard Ooh, it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, that was done recently to a uh, very um, <laughs> ill-informed effect. Right. I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it's very violent. I've heard it's heard it's gnarly. Anyway, so so I have uh, historically loved Insidious. My perception of it maybe changed a little bit watching it again Ooh. last night. Uh, we'll talk about that, but I want to hear about you guys and what you thought. And and you know, I know it horrified Patrick, dude. Yeah, let me just say off the bat. So I mean, I I started in the Halloween season early this year. You know, I started watching horror movies, and I mean, I watch horror movies all year round, obviously. But there's always that especially intense period of the year where I watch a fuck ton a fuck ton more than usual. Yeah. And I started that in mid September and I have not let up. This has been the most intense horror movie watching Halloween of my life. And I don't think a single fucking movie and I've watched a lot of them in the last four or five weeks, whatever has given me chills or even legitimately scared me insidious this franchise has always fucked with me. I've only watched the first two movies, and last night it had the exact same effect. Just chills multiple times. It just fucks with me. And I love it, but I also hate it. Like, there were definitely points in this movie where I was like, oh, God damn it. I can't watch this. I need to turn it off. <laughs> you know, I just had that. And I love that. I don't get that experience very often, and I love it. Huh. So that's my that's my opening uh, yeah. initial reaction, opening salvo, whatever. Steven? I about... I couldn't remember if I'd seen this movie before because for some reason it uh, it was lodged in my mind with Sinister and another uh, you know many other sort of franchises that are just like adjectives or adverbs and I found this movie to be very entertaining very watchable but incredibly silly yes <laughs> like but like in a way that made it impossible for me to be spooked aside from the incredible opening sequence i don't oh. know if i've ever seen anything like that like i was oh. like oh i forgot about the, like it's so good and so fucking weird but then we get the insidious and these block letters on the screen and this incredibly just over the top score and i was like this is giving me drag me to hell vibes like yes. i feel like this is a yes. horror comedy not yes. a horror movie no it is, I felt like I'm not supposed to be scared. scared. Okay, so that oh, let's talk about the opening because I mean, why mm-hmm. not? I texted Chris last night. I was like, I love how James Wan just fucks around with five minutes of plotless foreplay, and it is literally five minutes. Is it that long? Yeah, there's just like he's just kind of like the camera is just tracking through the house, uh, and then I timed it. It's five minutes. Well, are you, and it's you're a great including because I'm including the opening credits. I'm including the opening credits. Yeah. Yes, but that's still plotless foreplay, yes. and the it's just black and white, mostly still shots of kind of creepy things in the house there are like shadows lurking in no i'm talking about the opening shot watching. of the boy in the bed yeah, yeah, yeah. dalton in the bed that too and yeah like and the, so we see this little boy in a bed and the camera and i love i actually really really love this this is like one of my favorite shots in horror cinema period <laughs> and regardless of how i feel about the rest of the movie we see this little boy in bed and the camera kind of pans or like backs away from him and pans through the house and it's a really imperfect pan too you see a lot of kind of like tracks it tracks it doesn't pan well (laughs) i guess all right i just thought thought of that meme you sent me where every camera movement is a pan well the camera it tracks and pans and it it moves through the house and it's like really imperfect right like there are a couple of moments where like you can tell like the camera operator like fucks up and it like jumps a little bit but they just leave it in and i thought that was so charming and so like 
um, it makes it feel more real. And then we see at the other end of the house, at the front door, there's this horrifying witch in the door. Crone. A crone. Sure. One might say. In like the grandfather clock. Yeah. No, like in the doorway, like in the no, screen it's door. In the clock. It's in the clock. Her, her, her reflection is in the clock. Or is it? Or is she in the clock? No, in the I opening shot, we see like in the doorway. There's like the witch standing like in the screen door. I mean, it's the clock, but okay. But, yeah, whatever. whatever. Basically, <laughs> the same thing. Right. I feel like I'm going crazy right now because I watched are. this opening sequence twice. I mean, and you I'm didn't see sure. the American flag at the beginning of In the Shadow of the Moon, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fuck guilty. You. We got him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, but we got it. It's a great opening shot because it just it sets up that like you've seen horror movies before, you've seen ghost movies before, but like this is it, for some reason it felt more real to me to see that long kind of tracking shot through the house and as imperfect as it was, that made it better for me. And I know that that was intentional. It made it seem more real. And then we cut to the title. I love large... that title card. But that was where I was like, is this dragging me to hell? This is ridiculous. The score is way yes. too loud. Yes. It's like, I'm surprised. Like was... That's I... another moment that gives me chills at the beginning and the ending of it the just, movie it when felt, you see that title card. It felt, yes, it gave me chills, but it also felt very campy to But me. no, here's the thing. So you are couching this in. So, I mean, yes, that title card is very throwbacky. It's over the top. But. We live in this world where you can't have something that feels throwbacky without it being ironic or campy or cheesy. And this is a movie that chooses to locate itself in that old school kind of vibe without it having to be ironic. No, and that's what I love uh, about it. It's here's not the thing. I, it's not an ironic movie. It's not like a winking kind of movie like like Drag Me to Hell, which I also like, you know. I, I mean actually I love Drag Me to Hell, but it's not well, hold on. How Let's is, talk about Poltergeist, where when you see the title of the film, it's a very subtle score, and it's basically the same movie as this, except they move to a different house. Poltergeist sucks. Fuck oh, you. Shots fired. Wait, shots are you fired. serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Wow. Um, that we'll, we'll save that conversation. Wow. All right. Well, I, I should have my cat here to argue against you, but uh, but it, like in in like good horror movies, you don't need that kind of like excess. It is excess. You. It's deliberate excess. Yes. And this is what's going on. And, why and is it deliberate? Because it's a poor script? Like, in a oh. poor film? Like, why Why do that? Like, because immediately I was like, oh, fuck, I'm creeped out. Oh, I'm not supposed to take this seriously because they're telling me how to feel with this, like, shrill string score and this, like, ridiculous but awesome looking title screen this is a movie where they said fuck it at times and they just they just did the fun more than a few times yeah yeah and and so that's something all right i mean and and patrick i would even push back on you when you're like oh this movie isn't supposed to be ironic or, or campy well it certainly is at points i mean you talk about when the paranormal investigators get involved well and it yeah. becomes very silly but this movie and yeah. not funny at all which i don't i don't like i this, don't like that element this movie, movie plays with all kinds of genres it, it's got several different looks it, it switches its style several times and that's just part of the fun for me i can see where you would criticize it but then you know if this movie didn't do that you'd end up with something like the conjuring also a james wan film which is very one note and buttoned down and keeps the serious horror tone throughout i prefer insidious i like those batshit moments i love that the score 
consists solely of people like just wrecking just a violin their instruments and just dropping pushing a whole just like masturbating on their violas pushing like, a piano down wild. the stairs mm. is like the entire it's wild and i love the gopher brokenness of it but i wish it had a more consistent tone because i Mm. Well, actually, I I disagree with what I just said. I've now realized the tone is so consistent. No, it's it's not. Like this is is the definition of a movie that is totally confused because Mm. we've talked about this before. But at this point, I think I'm right. This movie is (laughs) this movie is a kitchen sink household drama with ghosts for a while, and then suddenly we get these dopey fucking paranormal investigators that show up that are make fun of the whole thing and totally spoil the movie. Let, let me interject and, and then we'll come back to your point, but I feel like we're far enough into this episode that I should say for the uninitiated who don't know what the fuck Insidious is, this is what we're dealing with here. It's a movie about a family living in a house. We got Rose Byrne, we got Patrick Wilson, they're a married couple, they have character names, I don't give a fuck what they are. I've, when I watch this movie I'm like yeah there's rose yeah there's patrick <laughs> um they got oh, rose is renee spelt r-e-n-a-i-s yeah so we got two little you know fuzzy also, kudos kids. for saying spelt we we got ty simpkins and some other kid who looks kind of like ty simpkins and then they named got dalton and forest dalton and forest great and we got a a newborn baby who's like in a crib we meet them and they're moving into a new house guess what the house seems to be haunted. Dalton has an accident. He falls into a coma. The, I consider this kind of spoiler territory, but it's literally like the tagline of the movie, so I'm going to say it. It's not the house that's haunted. It's Dalton, and there's an evil force associated with his injury that I think we don't need to explain right Which now. Which is a great idea. Perfect great idea. Concept. Great idea. Yeah. And so they actually... Oh! Oh, we got we to gotta knock at the Someone's door. Someone's knocking at the door. Oh, guys, I forgot it's Halloween. Yeah, we got trick-or-treaters. We, we left the porch light on. We should probably right. open the door. All right, oh, hold on. All right, let's okay. open this shit up. Oh. oh, shit, it's Gerald. Gerald, how you doing? Oh, you, oh, oh well, uh, that's pretty typical Gerald, right? Uh, I guess we yeah. should uh, give him some um, some uh, lip balm, maybe, and send him uh, on his way. How about another camera? I got a camera. We oh, yeah, him. let's give him a camera. All right, here you go. All right, hey, All right here's hey. 15, motherfucker. All right, take care. Take care, Gerald. Have a, have a good Halloween. Happy Halloween, Gerald. Happy Halloween. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, God bless. Oh, yeah, good, okay. good guy. Good guy. I mean, a little difficult to understand at times. Yeah. A little worried about how we might be impl- implicated in his future crimes, but yeah. yeah but anyway, anyway, Chris, you were deep mid plot. Yeah, it was there. deep mid plot summary. So, so they actually do this sensible thing, which is another thing I like about this movie. Where very quickly after they realize their house is fucking haunted, they sell it and they move. <laughs> I I loved that. I love it. I mean, because I was like, I, at first, I was like, okay, the, their kids are named Dalton and Forrest. They're the whitest fucking family to ever move into a haunted house. But then they do the non-traditional white family thing in a haunted house, and they get the fuck out. She okay, says, I me, want out. And he says, okay, we can move. Let's and talk the about next this. shot is a Penske moving truck, and they're out of yeah, there. But, let's, but, let's hold on. I got to finish this. Pl- the, the, I'm, I'm two oh, sentences yeah, yeah. away here. Basically, they move to another house, <laughs> and the hauntings continue, because, again, there's a force surrounding Dalton, not necessarily the house, and what's going on? How are they going to solve it? That's that's the problem with this movie. He's a fucking high school teacher. Yes. I assume some kind of teacher how can he afford to move into this enormous house also where like what neighborhood is this in because i will buy a house there and then immediately decide oh we just moved in we're moving out and we're going to move into another house very quickly you can do that today 
I don't know. It, it, it seemed ridiculous <laughs> to me. I love the idea though that like that like in a horror movie, it's like oh, we move into the haunted house, we move out, move into another house. I mean, yeah. I, and I assumed that. The house is haunted and not us. I, I but don't, it was I jarring to me. I don't want to get caught up in those nitpicks, but here's my counterpoint. I mean, isn't she some kind of like a professional songwriter or something? Aspiring. She's an adult. Aspiring. She's a, an aspiring adult contemporary musical artist. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, don't, I don't want to get caught up in those nitpicks. I just like that they She's not making money at move. it. You know what? She. They both have... Like occupations and interests, which is more than you can say for most of the fucking horror movies. And they actually feel like they have a relationship. Like the one, the well, one except scene, he's awful. The yeah, one, it's a strange relationship. The one scene where he's like trying to, he's making up songs, and she's trying to get him to stop singing while they're going to bed. It's great. It yeah. feels like they're a real couple. They I was, do, dist- I was actually disturbed by that scene because he, she asked, "What are your favorite songs of mine?" And he said, oh, I don't know. Why don't you sing a song about me? And then he starts making up a song she would sing about him. Like, I love that this movie clearly sets him up as this, like, single-minded, narcissistic, like, toxic bro from yeah, the beginning. I wouldn't... So, I mean, I would push back on that a little bit. I mean, he's trying to run away from this situation for reasons that we learn more about as the movie goes on. We never quite learn what the relationship is like under normal circumstances. I would say yes. That's true. He seems like he's not necessarily super engaged in the family, but I don't think he's quite as awful as we might immediately assume he is. He's not awful. I mean, he's not like like physically or emotionally abusing everyone, but like from the moment we meet him, he He's like running out the door. He's keeping himself at a distance from the family, like literally from the first scene we see him in. Yeah, and I I thought that was fascinating, and in the way that the that this film like committed to that, and that it that James Wan didn't choose to make him a villain. He's just like this is your ordinary suburban husband. You know, he's not going to be there for you. He's not going to beat you or say berating things to you. But he's also not going to help you all that much. Yeah, I thought, I thought was pretty cool. Well, and 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 we should give credit. Lee Winnell wrote the screenplay. Lee Winnell yep. saw fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's a good screenplay. A talented guy. I think, I think he does some some decent work here. Character I didn't building. find any. I, I I expected with the way this movie looked and the way it was paced and like knowing how like what horror looked like in twenty ten. Right? Yeah. Ten, yeah. I expected there to be some like glaring, like weird fucking lines in this movie that don't hold up now. Didn't experience that. That's a really good script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um I would not say it completely held up for me. Hmm. Which was disappointing. And I don't know why. It might have been my state of mind last night. It might have just been maybe I ate something bad. I don't know. But, like, it didn't really scare me last night. I might just be too familiar with the spooks and the scares in this movie. That's I, probably right. You know, when you there, there are lots... There are few movies that I can think of that I revisit and that terrorize me the way they did the first time. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think movies that rely more on at- like The Shining for me, which I'm not like a super fan of The Shining, but it gets spookier. I think the more you see it for me, there's something about the atmosphere mm. of that kind of movie where it's like, oh, I, you can just kind of sink in and get on the wavelength of the mood. And if you know how bad it's going to get, it's even more ominous at the beginning. Um, like the thing too i kind of feel that way about yeah um this movie no i was just like this is kind of a relaxing fun romp and like i know where the spooks (laughs) are and that's fine and i just want to see some spooky stuff but it didn't really 
affect me viscerally. The other thing was I was really distracted by the movie's really inconsistent technical quality. Um, yeah, there. The I know what you're cinematography about. in this movie is fucking it's, spotty at times. It's spotty, but it's also very drab. That like there are many times where like I thought I I thought like the color correction on my TV was off. I was like, yes. is this really supposed to look so gray? Yes, it's enti- completely gray. They punched up the reds <laughs> and they yeah. turned down everything else. A deliberate choice, mm-hmm. but it's just so drab. It looks like it's like ungraded footage. Now, I actually met one of the cinematographers for this movie. Whoa, what? Yes. Um, he was in Monroe shooting a movie that I was on set for just to observe uh, I kind of overstayed my welcome with the crew, but I, I had a I had like a one day invitation to come on the set and watch, and I I, I sneaked it into like a two week invitation. <laughs> but he was the DP on that movie, um, yeah. and he's one of the two credited cinematographers on Insidious. And so I talked to him briefly. I mean, he was nice. Do we have a relationship? Hell no. Um, but I got are, to see how he Facebook works. Friends? No, <laughs> I, I think he has family around here, but um, uh, I'm talking about David Brewer of the two. So, I mean, I, I feel like that's just modern cinematography, though. Like, that's the current vogue. I, and I mean, no. that, not that we not that that means that we should necessarily cut this movie a break. But I feel like that's so common. That washed out gray or brown or green look is just so common in movies of the last five to ten years. I like, mean, that's, Patrick, the, that's you, the David Fincher effect. Um, the David Fincher effect is more high contrast, even if it is on the grayer side. But I trust what you're saying because right, you but are that's how fil- it's been filtered into filmmakers who aren't as technically adept as yeah, Fincher. yeah. You, you might be right. I, th- that said, I don't watch a lot of mainstream movies. Ooh. That no, I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not trying to be pretentious or brag or anything. I, you, you've you are a film critic, so you've you've seen more sort of movies that have come through the mainstream. Um, you know, circus than I have. And this movie in particular, like I was stunned at a couple times realizing how off kilter the cinematography was in a bad way. Yeah. It's like, wow, this looks like, this is like just a shade away from being black and white. And, and I'm not just talking about the colors either. I'm just, I'm talking about, I mean, even the editing too, I thought was kind of slapdash in some of these scenes. The one scene that really stands out in my mind is is Rose is talking to Patrick's mom in the kitchen, and it's like they're at the kitchen counter, and it's just like they're at extreme ends of the frame. It's yeah, like their yeah. noses are talking to each other, and there's all this huge empty space in the middle, and it's like, how does this happen? But, I mean, we've seen worse, but... And, and this is a small movie, you know? It's like, this isn't like It Chapter 2 or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've spoken so much about how this movie looks and feels and not what it's about very much at all. No. Chris, Chris just I, gave know, a pretty comprehensive summary. The broad strokes. Now, this I, I feel like we've talked about this movie before in the context of it being like a jump scare type movie. Uh, right. Which fewer jump scares not, than I expected. Yeah, actually. same, same. And I think I was thinking when we talk about the jump scare sort of formula, I think I think more of Insidious Chapter 2. I feel like... And, and I want to revisit that now, too, to see if there are as many jump scares as I remember. But I feel like there's a lot more in that than there are in this. But god damn. I mean, so so yes. I mean, in this movie, Insidious, there are jump scares where, you know, 
there's there's the the orchestra crashing down the stairs as we referenced but also there are some that are surprisingly more subtle that fucking when they move into the new apartment and she goes out to take the trash out well house yeah and she goes out to take the trash out and you see the kid before she even gets outside did you not scary notice that Yeah, yeah i saw it not scary to me that is fucking fucked up. I ran it back. I watched it again. And I was like, that's fucked up. This is a it's cursed so, movie. It's so obvious. And then she gets outside and she looks back in. There's the kid dancing. Fuck that. To Tiny Tim to fuck tiptoe through that. the window. Yeah. Or tulips Two or whatever lips. the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, fuck that. That fucks with my head. Yeah, this is a fuck that kind of movie. There's some stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and like, there are... I feel like we talk about jump scare movies as, as kind of pejoratively. I, that's the word I was going to use. Mm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a jump scare. And I especially don't think there's anything. I don't even think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think this is a jump scare movie. And that has a lot of interesting things I, going I on. I agree with you. Jump there's scares. more going on the jump scares. I think for me, a jump scare is an unearned scare. Because yes. in real life, jump scares happen. Yes. Have you ever walked like toward the door to the men's bathroom and someone opens the doors you're going in and you like get freaked out like yeah oh fuck <laughs> well, like, although usually a huge orchestral sting doesn't accompany yeah usually someone doesn't moment. drop no, it's the piano true, down it's the true stairs. but jump scares happen in real life and there are ways that that we can sort of replicate that through film often in life i am surprised by things in a way that i'm not you know normally and I think that jump scares have a place in film because it's a way of replicating just the the element of surprise in daily life. Now, when a film relies purely on scaring me through jump scares, where I have 8 to 12 jump scares in a film, and that's the only thing I'm writing on in terms of being engaged with the plot and the characters and my enjoyment of it, that's where I have a problem. This film has some really good quote-unquote jump scares in it. Yeah, because it has it, a great it has story, some, it has some sloppy ones, relatable yeah. characters, yeah. and there are moments where I feel like it is necessary for the scare to be a jump scare because that's yeah. how the character is perceiving what's happening. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, there's a couple that I think are kind of uh, cheap, but then there's a couple that I think are really terrifying, and then they're complemented by really scary imagery. Like it's not just someone; it's not just like a fucking shadow coming across the screen. It's like the most horrifying fucking. Demon demon thing you've ever seen in your life and uh, well we can get into that <laughs> maybe Dude, spoiler that room. fucking the kitchen table scene where darth maul is behind patrick wilson i wrote darth maul in my still, notes five oh, it's times darth maul. it's guaranteed darth maul still fucks with my head god damn you know it. What? i right. know it's coming i've seen it a million times but it fucks still, it that scared you it's still spook it sent literal chills down my spine that's amazing i love no, that like i do horrifying. not want to ruin that for you because i think being scared is an important experience but oh i wish i felt that way mm. i wish i felt that way but i'm glad that you also thought it was darth maul or like you, oh yeah you related it to darth that's maul. been the joke for for a while like i wanted here's the thing about this movie i mean it doesn't and, look like you know darth i think maul. at this point maybe we should review it before we get into yeah the i think we should oh Oh, Wait, yeah. who's that? So, we got to so, turn this fucking light off. We keep getting these. Yeah, this is really well. interrupting I mean, the cast. But, you know, it's, it's okay. It's Halloween. We, we need All to right. give this, you know, candy. All away right, Chris, and... open the door. All right. Oh shit! It's Clown from Spawn. You know how hard this place is to find in the dark. 
It's times like these I appreciate being a midget. Oh, uh, Ooh, dude, you, you fucking stink, man! <laughs> change your pants. All right, do we have any maggots? Uh, all right, I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna. You all, right. Jason. all right, not not dealing with that today. Ugh. Not dealing with that today. Yeah. I hope Malbolgia doesn't show up. Ah, uh, that was fucked up. But yeah, I agree. I I think um you know I don't have any other obvious things that I need to talk about before we go to the spoiler room and. So there's some late game stuff we need to talk about. So uh, yeah, let, sure. let's yeah. review this damn movie. I'll go first. There were moments when I watched this movie last night where I thought maybe I was teetering on a cue it because it just wasn't turning the dial for me mm, like it has wow. historically. But fuck no, it's still a view it. Even on a bad day, there's so much stuff in this movie to like. It's got spooks. It's got humor. It's got humor and spooks together. We talked about that. Sometimes it works. Um, it's got, you know, better than average characters for a horror movie, better than average premise for a horror movie, some really spooky images. I mean, especially if you haven't seen it, watch Insidious. That's what I gotta say. View it. Bless, bless, God bless. Patrick. I I mean, no surprise. View it. I would even say view it with prejudice. It's the only movie that fucking spooked me, that sent chills up my fucking spine this Halloween season. The ending delighted me. I had forgotten what happened in the end, and oh, great. Uh, I want to watch Insidious Chapter 2 now. I want to have my perception of the entire franchise ruined, probably, by watching Insidious Chapter 3 and Insidious The Last Key for the first time now. God, there are four of them? There are four. What the fuck? It's, you know, it's it's great entertainment in my book. And that's all I have to say, Stephen. Cue it. I mean, it's fun. I'd like, I, I don't regret a moment of watching this movie, but... It feels like this movie was like trying to one up poltergeist in a way for me. Like, oh, what if it's not the house that's haunted? What if it's the boy or the girl, you know, the kid and moving it to another house and the same thing happens. So where do we go from there? And on the same token, the one thing you don't see in poltergeist is the beyond. You know, like, like what happens, like what's going on where the kid is trapped in this movie, the kid's in a coma. The other movie, the kid is literally trapped in like the netherworld. It's scarier if you can imagine, use your imagination to find out where the kid is, the, you know, the, the, the person in peril than to actually see it. This movie gets into some really goofy ridiculous territory visually that i could not get behind we mentioned darth maul (laughs) we'll Um, debate it so two points one poltergeist has come up twice now and i will just say not to throw any particular shade on poltergeist i've seen poltergeist it's I don't scary. have any. I don't have any real memories of Poltergeist. It's let alone no, Poltergeist no, no. scaring me. Let me say this: Poltergeist didn't scare me. It's not a great movie. It's a movie I like and that I've always liked. But this movie felt like it was. Oh, how do we do the haunted house movie, a la Poltergeist, but make it different? Which is an <sighs> ab- which is a really admirable cause, but. Ultimately, I found this movie to just be kind of a mess, and like it, it couldn't decide what it wanted to be. It was never scary to me, except for that opening scene. So, and second, because I have two things to say about this, I respect what you're saying about not showing the thing. You know, you're talking about going into the beyond, the further, whatever, and that it's scarier when you don't show it. I think there are 
tons of examples where that's true but you know what i love the stuff where they actually do go into that realm in this movie it i love that so, it's so balls out and I can't, fun i love that it's balls out but i can't say any more about it until we get to the spoiler room. that's true all right let's get the hell down there now before um, before there are any more trick-or-treaters yeah go watch insidious or not the choice as always is yours we'll be back in a bit Welcome back. We're down here in the spoiler room ready to spoil Insidious. Tell you everything that happens. And hoping no more fucking trick-or-treaters come to the door. Yeah, it's been a little bit. You know what? We had some, like, temperature control problems down here for a while, but I think this place was initially designed to be regulated for Halloween season yes like it feels it feels really good like halloween little humidity there's very little humidity it's quite warm it was designed for maximum bag on halloween exactly the sun comes through the little crevice of the spoiler room just long enough to create ideal 71 degree air temperature it feels great finally greg my god you knew what you were doing he knew what he was doing. Okay, so you know, let me just let me just give the rundown. Then we'll go back to arguing about poltergeist and whatever the hell we were doing. Um, <laughs> let's, they, let's please just not invoke poltergeist again. Uh, yes, uh, I, so I feel like we're I feel like we're on the teetering on the edge of a rabbit hole with that. So I'm a little cautious yeah. as well. Well, it came up but, four times in my notes, and I'm not a poltergeist I, fan. Yeah. Well. Well. Anyway. So basically, the I mean, I mean the essential spoiler here. I feel here, like accusing it of being a poltergeist ripoff is a reach. All right, not, I'll lay down the law. I'm gonna say. say no. It's I said not we're not going to go there. Not a rip off. I, I said I didn't want to go there, but you just pushed me over the rabbit hole. Now we're going to fucking go there. Now we're oh, going to go there. He's full on, Look, Alice. Here's the thing. I'm not ready for this. Yes, this movie stylistically throws back to poltergeist it stylistically throws back to all kinds of 70s and 80s yeah. i'm not i'm not saying it's a that love poltergeist letter. is the only horror movie that has ever existed that involves a haunted house no but this movie seems very tied to poltergeist in the sense that like the house is haunted and actually i'm going to use this as a jumping off point for the one thing i love about this movie is that it decides this is the house is not haunted the people are haunted so they move to another house and that house turns out to be haunted but because of the people that inhabit it i think that's really cool i just have a problem with criticizing a movie based on it being too derivative of a specific previous movie because every story in fucking history is based on something else and i just feel yes. like that's a common criticism and, and sure and, there's and, only and it's common stories. because we're at this point in history where everyone has seen everything and so it's easy to go eh, i don't like this new thing because it's too similar to this other thing i saw before of course, you know of course there's going to be similarity there's only you know, patrick, two stories I, 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 there are no, no original yeah chris the I only two stories it. as patrick knows and because uh, i've told him the odyssey <laughs> And he told him, <laughs> as I've told. <laughs> All right, no, as let, I've taught my children. Everything is that's funny. Of that's the funny. Odyssey but, or but let me say, I go into every movie I see, hoping to get into it and see it on its, on its level. And this guy, let me interrupt. I'm not. You. I'm not done. So I know you you're not done. Me. I know you, you're you, not done. You may not interrupt <laughs> me. If this you were shall a, not pass. If this were a better film, I wouldn't 
have kept thinking of poltergeist throughout the whole time you're not supposed to not think of poltergeist it's a love letter to poltergeist just like you're like you're probably supposed to think of new nightmare at the end which is what i do every time if if, if it's a love letter at the end of insidious yeah Oh. When when we go into the like realm and there's a demon oh. and a captive child and it just okay, gets he, real trippy. Let me just go there. You then. think you're supposed to think of a new nightmare? I think there's influences to that vein of like horror and huh. and the idea of different realms and stuff. I, I think it's a throwback. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there's stylistically. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not done. Me, Hold let on. Me, let me drop some real science. How many fucking movies does Poltergeist reference? It's not like Poltergeist. Poltergeist is some perfect like no, original within, creation. No, you're right. Yeah, that's not a controversial opinion. Of course, Poltergeist pulls from. Yeah, I know it's not. That's my horror that's films of of the past. But here's what Poltergeist doesn't do. It doesn't show you what happens in the beyond yes. where the, the girl is trapped. Yeah. This movie seems like, like I would imagine the elevator pitch for this movie was, hey, what if it was Poltergeist, but you see what happens when the kid is <laughs> no. in the beyond? No. We're, we're, Poltergeist we're, was not mentioned in the elevator pitch for this. You're No. What? This is the same thing, except... The thing that makes Poltergeist creepy is that you don't know what's going on in the the netherworld in the Poltergeist. In this movie, when I saw what happened in the netherworld, it was laughable and goofy looking, and it removed any fear that I'd had. All right, I well, cannot you know, fathom. Before, before I, we went to the spoiler room, we talked about how we felt about that particular creative choice, and when we got down to the spoiler room, we said we weren't going to go down the rabbit hole of Poltergeist, so let's just leave both those two things in the past. I can't uh, fathom being more scared of Poltergeist than this movie. <laughs> Agree. Agree. <laughs> Agree to disagree. But actually, I, no, I'm not saying Poltergeist is scary. Too, right? Yeah, you don't... Yeah. I'm not saying Poltergeist is scary. Like, I think Poltergeist is a, a, a really awesome movie, not a great film, but this movie, like, once we get into the what? What's it called? What's the further? further. All right. further? Yeah. It once we get in there, it's silly. It's just dark walls and fog and Darth Maul. <laughs> it's not scary. It's ridiculous looking. It's scary. It sent chills up my fucking spine. Like I'm happy for you because I love the feeling of being scared and having chills up my spine. Yeah. So I'm not going to deny you that. For me, I've seen this movie twice. I actually, it occurred to me maybe halfway through watching it this time that, oh, I've seen this before and I was really trying to get into it and it didn't work. And that happened again this time. It just, it got to the point where it just felt kind of silly to me. A quick side note. I I just thought of this because of Darth Maul. Like, this is an interesting thing about this movie in general. There aren't a lot of, especially for a modern horror movie, there is very little CG in this movie. Like, there's that one shot where Darth Maul turns into this thing that's, like, running around the, uh, running along the side of the wall. Yeah. And that's... Eh, it did still creep me a little bit. I love that I was he's like, Darth Maul now. <laughs> he's Darth Maul, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, that's a little much. But in general, this is all just generated through, like... I mean, at one point, there's a shot of Darth Maul as just, like, cloven hooves, like, <laughs> clomping along. Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, it's 70s, 80s, you know, practical effects, monster magic. You know, it's, that's how you experience this I saw, Darth here's Maul the character way, here's for the, the way, most he, part, I, is that he's pieced together through images of his face, his hands, his feet, yeah. and you just kind of put him together in your mind. And it's a low budget 
thing, and I actually watched this eight-minute featurette on the Blu-ray. I watched this on Blu-ray, not on Netflix. Confession time. I'm jealous because it looked like, awful on Netflix. I bet it looks awful on Netflix because it's you so dark. You can't see the dark. Yeah. Like, you can't see the like the scene where Lynn Shay. God damn, Lynn Shay. And also Barbara Hershey. Oh, yeah, we haven't the, even talked about How the fuck have we not mentioned that Barbara Hershey is in this movie? But when Lynn Shay, like is like gleaming you know what's going on in the room above dalton and he's this creature is up in the dark on netflix oh. like streaming it looks awful it's, well you it, can't it, see it. it it looks like it looks like a halloween jawbreaker <laughs> it was great <laughs> like, that move that scene was terrifying let's yeah. talk about that scene because all right so we should back I, I was and, gonna and tell you about the this. hooves but Maybe it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'd like to hear about Tell the us hooves. about the hooves, and then let's go back to And Lynch then we'll Shay. go back to me trying to explain the the, the spoilers. <laughs> um, on the featurette, they show they're driving the camera. They're pulling the camera dolly along the demon's lair, and there's just a guy riding on the dolly with them with, like, two stilts with hooves on the bottom of them. Hell, yeah. Tapping them against I've the floor. I've seen this. Yeah, I've seen I That's saw that on YouTube. That's fucking sick. Yeah. And it looks great. Anyway. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Lin Shay, and this is not even a spoiler. We probably should have talked about this before we got to the spoiler room, but Lin Shay is called in as sort of this occult, like, spiritual. I know how she's you the even spirit. Describe? She's the psychic medium. She's, she's a psychic the, medium, yeah. paranormal investigator. In the yeah. second if you wanna, she shows up, you're like, all right, I believe her. Yes, we're in the presence of greatness. She has, Shay walks in and she's just, she has this light energy to her that she's just like friendly and as if she's just walking in to, you know, just hang out. That's, I think, the best directed scene in the movie. And it may be because of Lynn Shay and her choices, but the yeah. way she comes in and how we, the audience, know what she's feeling, but no one else in the room does. And the way that's that's blocked and everything like that. Yeah. No, like it's it's like as if you're, you know, you've been having problems for years uh, with your relationship or whatever. And your like amazing grandmother comes home to solve everything. You know, you're Mary Poppins' grandmother. And like, <laughs> She's just yeah. Like immediately, there's light in the room. Yeah, she's like the Mary Poppins of astral plane exorcism. Yeah, and she's fucking incredible. Which like, this is like the rebirth of Lin Chay here at this movie. Is like it? now, now she's a star. Yeah. in horror films. Um, also, sister of Bob Shay, head of New Line Cinema. Oh, um, she just. I, I I saw this movie before when it came out. I saw it again just last night and thought my god like how has this woman not crossed over into mainstream hollywood film oh i <laughs> she's a really good that's actress. not a question mainstream film doesn't deserve her <laughs> i would not say her, but, she's that no, good she's no I, in my opinion she's really good like she steals the scene well watch insidious three in which lynch holds down the entire movie and well, you that may reappraise that, that, that might be a script problem, but like she, I, I was just like delighted by every movement of her face in this film. Yeah, I, why, why did we? Uh, there was some other Lin Shay related detail that we kind of wanted to get into. Um, I don't know. We were talking about the demons. We were talking about all the spooks, everything like that. I mean, oh, the scene with the fucking so. Lee Winnell and the other dude who are comic relief that I think we can all agree is kind of unnecessary. Totally. That's, that's, that's where I had tonal problems in this movie. I'm like, there. where's this comedy coming but from? But it's such we a deliberate it. choice. It's like... It, deliberate. It can be deliberate and also be a bad choice. Sure. I don't know. I don't... 
I enjoyed it. it, it listen, one of the reasons I like this movie is because I'm someone who's drawn to the horror genre for movies, but I'm also someone for whom I just naturally lean towards comedy and and the things that I produce and the way my mind works. So and I, you're 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 like you're a believer, but like twenty five percent a skeptic. Oh right? no, I'm like twenty five percent a believer in paranormal. Oh, stuff. okay. But Sorry, that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's wrong. That's another topic so i'm get really excited when i see a movie that straddles the line between horror and comedy without turning into a novelty film or a a horror comedy that's doesn't take itself seriously Mm. and i think this movie does that and that's one of the reasons i like it and it could be the -the over-the-top paranormal investigator characters who maybe lean into the comedy a little too hard um i think i would have liked them more if they were just as ridiculous but played straight you know, instead of being so winky about agreed, it. Agreed. Because I feel like that was my that was my biggest complaint about this movie is, okay, I get it. The director understands this is a movie that's trying to take paranormal activity seriously. And yet we have these characters who drop in and have a considerable amount of time on screen who don't take it seriously and are like winking at the screen. I would rather have their performances and the writing of their dialogue be a little bit more subdued because I think this kind of film can benefit from taking the material a little bit less seriously. They have some good moments where they actually become terrified and they're not joking anymore. And... Yeah, I mean, the moment where he's walking around with the fucking viewfinder right. and looking at the house through all these different colored gels. That was cool. But and then like, you see the two girls, serious faces, grinning demonic faces. That looks it's so, so simple, but it fucking scared the shit out of me. It's horrifying. Really? Oh, Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Like, again, I will never shame someone for being scared by a horror movie. That scene, I thought, like... I wanted that to work, and the reason it didn't work is because every scene involving those characters up until then was comedic and goofy and seemed to, like, spoof the idea of ghosts being real. Okay, but here's the thing. You're grading on a curve. What was the last thing that scared you, period? That's a deep question. (laughs) So you watch, you're too deep in the shit. As, as am I, really. I mean, because no, as, saying- as I, I started at the beginning by saying I've watched, I don't even know how many horror movies in the past. Oh, the last thing that scared me? You, and, you- it, and, it, and this is the first thing that, like, sent chills up my spine. What was the last, how long ago has it been, how long has it been since something sent chills up your spine? Dude, the opening of this movie, as I said, like this movie. <laughs> oh, it did, actually, it did. It yeah, no, effect. it fucking wow. freaked me out All until. Right. Hell yeah. The opening credits, like the insidious with the drag me to hell score behind it, that that opening scene was like, holy fuck, I am terrified right now. Look, this movie, the, yeah. But it doesn't deliver on that. It, and that's not a detriment of this movie because it is a very much a hodgepodge sort of movie. It's trying to do a lot of things and it does some of them really well and some of them not so well. See, I, I and that's still where I disagree. I, I don't feel like it's a hodgepodge or totally inconsistent. It's It's to me straightforward it's a to b 
it makes del- it, it makes choices that alienate some of its audience. I totally understand why someone would say, you know what, these comic relief characters in the middle of the movie break the whole movie. Right, I also become, totally understand the innkeepers for a while. <laughs> sure, I also totally understand why some people would look at the ending of the movie and say, this is too far out there. This is too dumb. This is too far divorced from the beginning of the movie. That's stupid. That that was actually like the mainstream like critical. I saw that. I I saw that when I I was looking it up on Wikipedia. I disagree with that. As as the the head skeptic here, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chris, but I I feel like it's worth noting, like, as the head skeptic of this film uh, here, I think it is a really good movie, given that it's trying to do as many things as it sets out to. Like, this this is not like a one-note movie. It's no. trying to be like five different movies in one, and I enjoyed it. It just That's has a it zest. It has yeah. a life to it, and I really am drawn to that. And you know what? James Wan... Patrick saw Aquaman. You didn't see Aquaman. I didn't, but I want to. But I like, really want you to. You talk about a movie that just leans into being batshit and extra and making gratuitous choices at every turn. That's Aquaman. It's also Insidious. We're talking- I mean, I will say, I don't like Aquaman. And I also, I'm not a big James Wan fan. I don't like The Conjuring very much. Yeah. I, I think The Conjuring is overrated. Right. You see, I think it's you bullshit. Watch but- The Conjuring, and that is the button-down Insidious that people think that they want, but He's- they don't. Let's get down. Ooh. Let's get on, let's get on to it. <laughs> oh, let's that's get, a hot but, take but, that I am a hundred percent on board with. But Insidious is James Wan. Yeah, we're gonna zoom on every fucking shot because I love anime. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think get. James Wan is a very good director. The camera work in this movie is amazing, and it's also like knowingly clunky at times. All right, let me just run down the spoilers that we should have got to a while ago about what the hell happens in this movie as we kind of intimated dalton is not possessed but he's in a coma it's not really a coma he hit his head early in the movie people thought it was a coma actually what he does is he astral projects at night yeah and there's a great you know three four five minutes of exposition from lynn shea where she explains the whole premise of the movie Mm -hmm. which is that dalton astral projects at night he lucid dreams but he wandered too far from his body this time and got locked in this this netherworld called the further that's full of the souls of the dead and the damned and demons and horrible things and now all those demons are trying to get into his body so they can live again yeah also major plot point patrick wilson the father had the same astral projection ability as a child and suppressed it uh, because revealed by Barbara Hershey, who plays his mom, who we have fucking Barbara yeah. Hershey, like one of my favorite Talk actresses of all time. Yeah, they they made him forget his power because a demon got too close to him. Uh, yeah. and you know when he was, every photo that they took of him as a child, you would see this old woman in the background getting closer and closer. Another great, I mean, I want to call it a sight gag, but that's a comedy term. But another great sight spook that should be stupid but in that moment where like she's handing him the pictures and he's going through these still photographs from the 80s i guess and in each one there's he gets progressively older and this old crone gets progressively closer to him and clearer in the images just again chills it's spooky it's spooky it's It's good it didn't spook me but it's really well done so to save dalton they have to take patrick wilson and put him back in the further they hypnotize him he learns to astral project again he goes into the further saves his son 
from what can only be described as Darth Maul with hooves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is kind of the ultimate demon, the most powerful demon in this realm. And uh, come back. And when they come back into the house, I mean, there's a great ending sequence where, well, all the spooks that from the further are trying to invade the house and, and, yeah. and the people who are in the living world can see them and fight them. And it's very exciting. It's kind of like the end of the Matrix when all the machines are trying to break into the ship and they're trying to wake <laughs> up Neo. It's very similar energy. And then... Patrick Wilson wakes up, but Lin Shea takes a picture of him, and it's actually the old crone in his body, and he strangles Lin Shea to death. And then Rose Byrne comes in, sees these pictures, sees what happened. She starts calling Patrick Wilson's name, calling Patrick Wilson's name, and he says, I'm right here. In the very creepy, insidious tone. (laughs) And then the big title card, it says insidious, and they drop the piano down the stairs, and it's a movie. So, and I mean, I think we can get into that ending in particular in in a minute, but so much other shit has happened. And I, and I, here's, here's, here's the interesting thing. Here's how I kind of reconcile my, my agreement with what Steven was saying about, you know, how I like that idea where, uh, the scary concept is hinted at more than explicitly shown yeah. with the way that this movie does absolutely go balls out and just taking you straight into the further and showing it to you in the most over the top fashion possible. Here's what I like about that is that you have all these demons that are kind of set up. They're individual characters. There's this weird little kid who's dancing to tiptoe through the tulips. And there's this woman who has murdered her family with a rifle. We see that in, in a couple of scenes that, you know, there are recognizable demons and characters within this universe or Darth Maul, who we keep referring to, but we don't know any of the backstory behind them. And that's kind of what I, like that we see all these glimpses particularly of these like people who seem to be from roughly the early 1900s but never an explanation of who they are or why they're in the further or where they come from and i like that we have those distinct characters that we can kind of just read our own backstories into and i think that's where i can kind of square the circle of you know where i like when things are more hinted at than explicitly shown you know the witch i think would be a good example of that where you don't necessarily know exactly what's going on but you can kind of infer some things um with the way this movie also quite explicitly takes you into the the nether world that's i like that i like that yeah i kind of had the same thought because you do see the same characters same demons recurring you kind of get to know them you're like "Uh oh that one and and you're never told anything about any of them. But I don't need an excuse to like the over the topness of the end. I mean, the over the topness is a is a merit in its own right. I like seeing all the spooks. It, this movie really feels for to me like a haunted amusement park ride. Yeah, right. And, and the reason I think I'd like The Witch more, if we're going to invoke that film, is that like that's a film that's about sort of generalized fears about the foundation of our country and this movie insidious is just kind of about I, hey i live in a spooky house like there's yes really I, nothing there's really nothing important to say about this movie i was not able to pull any themes out not of this to say movie. that that is something that a horror movie requires in fact i think it would be very upsetting if that were a requirement for horror movies but this movie i felt like was not consistent in its spooks i you know i i agree for the most part and i agree even to the point that i absolutely like the witch more than insidious or at least at, 
at the very least, I think The Witch is obviously a better film. It's a better movie than Insidious, but I like both. You know, I like a movie movie that gets at deeper issues in society or even the, the history of our country as much as I like a movie that just fucks with the very basic concept of mm-hmm. oh i think i saw someone walk by outside the window it's oh, cool. is, yeah. is, is that is that my partner nope it's not my partner it's a fucking weird ass long-haired dude in the leather jacket like that's just a basic human fear that fucks with me as much as the concept of colonialism and misogyny fucks with me and the witch i did tell that. i love that i love that i love um like my <laughs> as far as this podcast goes like my main goal is to f- explore movies or find movies that really fuck with individuals and i, <laughs> and I love it's, it's a very individual individual thing like horror is not like in like an overarching um genre it's like what scares you scares you and it might be very specific to you and i'm always really excited and happy to hear about movies that scare people based on like a a specific fear or their perspective and i saw this movie thinking like i guarantee this movie really freaked a lot of people out i'm just not one of them but i'm happy it freaked everyone else out and i love that on our halloween episode in particular i feel like we somehow this movie has caused us to drill down deeper into what it is that scares us and what it is that we're looking for out of a horror movie probably more than we have on any other episode in in our two ish year history so i think that's well i think this is a movie that relies less on execution than on the audience members subjective tastes i i think this movie accomplishes everything it sets out to do and the question is do you think they should have (laughs) i agree and also Mm. this is a really well-directed movie I understand that like this movie has like a very specific audience, but it's really well directed. Like that was my my thought throughout the entire thing was, holy fuck, James Wan knows exactly what he's doing with the camera. Let's dispel this notion that James Wan doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I thought of that. Too. I knew you were going there. He knows exactly what he's doing. Oh, wait, is that shit? One more. Isn't it past trick-or-treating hours? I thought we oh, couldn't even hear trick-or-treaters down here. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's, all oh, right. they're really banging. All right. Let's all go. Right, let's go know, check let's... this out. Sounds like the damn Babadook. Better not be the Babadook. All right. Hi. Right, let's hi, o- let's hi. open the door. Let's open the door. Hello? Oh, shit. Oh, it's Jay. It's Jay. Jay. Oh, Thank Jay. you for coming God to visit. damn it. Oh, We're all out of candy, but we do have a couple of eggs. No, I got this stuff I was saving. Oh. I, got, I was saving this stuff, but i think he might be our last trick-or-treater so i'm gonna give him all these damn snickers oh he deserves he deserves it yeah oh god jay thank you for all you've done for us thank you for all you've done for the podcast you're doing god's work out there god's work slam those demons oh jay do you have any final words for us before you go oh all right well jay happy halloween thanks for dropping by happy halloween see ya back back to the spoiler room Back to Insidious. Yeah, I don't know what, what if I have much else to say. It's a you know, oh, it's a romp. Let's talk about the ending. I mean, the ending is 
It's oh, yeah. something. I, I did not remember. Because, I mean, if I remember one thing about Insidious Chapter 2, it's that Patrick Wilson gets to play full crazy, full evil, all movie. And I did not Which, in this movie, remember. like, Patrick Wilson, I don't think he's a great actor. In this movie, I was like, give him some range. Like, make him do something. Have you seen Chapter 2? No. But in, the, in this movie, it, it was like, so... in this movie, it was like confirmed for me that, like, oh, he can't really act. No. It's so fun. Watch Chapter 2. Okay. I will. Be- I will. I truly will. You don't often get to see him do this. Like he generally plays kind of a s- fairly square, pretty by the book character. He, yeah. he he generally isn't given a ton to do in movies. And in chapter two, I'm not gonna say he's given anything difficult to do, but he just gets to just turn it up to eleven on being crazy. And oh, I evil, love that, and it's very fun. Yeah. I and I forgot that we got a hint of that in this movie. I like, can't Watchmen, wait. Like he goes. He does some pretty crazy shit in Watchmen. Not like in Little Children. Chapter 2. Um, yeah. It's, I, I look but, forward to having a 45-minute conversation about Insidious Chapter 2. I'm going to watch it now, like, possibly at 3 in the morning tonight, because I'm so excited. Because I, I love him. Like, I think he's a great actor. He's just cast in these really banal roles often i i recently said something along the lines of he's the most mediocre good actor i know like he's a good actor that's, he that's just, accurate i he just totally never s- quite gets there I you know? well the yeah. roles are are mediocre people and he's great at playing mediocre yeah, yeah maybe people. that's it that could be it but i look forward to our 45 minute conversation about insidious chapter two and how it's a ripoff of the shining well only if it's on netflix <laughs> which it may not be i got i got shivers though i got chills at this fucking ending oh yeah and chris and i talked about this last night briefly because it is kind of that traditional gotcha ending where you think everything is okay they've gotten the kid back everything's good and then oh patrick wilson is still evil it's kind of that nightmare on elm street ending that i bitch about sometimes yeah Yeah. here's here's my theory on why it doesn't bother me though is that it is hinted through the whole movie that patrick wilson still has this issue going on it's hinted from moment Mm. one of the movie that you know he doesn't like to be photographed which we're told later is a side effect of this like crone pursuing him because he can see the crone in the photographs yeah and so it fits with the story that patrick wilson is still fucked up like it almost doesn't make sense that he vanquished this evil in the first place in the further because he's had this problem his whole life so it kind of it kind of fits and i think that's why it doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. the way those other endings do i wish it had worked more thematically i wish that there were a theme associated with that but there's not but that's okay it's it's not going for that um the thing i do like about it i don't know if it was deliberate or not but it really reminds me of the end of pet cemetery the book which Mm. spoilers about that i guess but yeah uh, i haven't read it i don't even know how i haven't either well he he against all better judgment including the audience screaming no don't do it as you read the book he buries his dead wife in the pet cemetery Uh, and he says it'll be different this time i buried the son but he was dead for too long that's gonna be good this time it's just about how you rationalize how you can rationalize this this thing sure and then the last scene of the book is he's like sitting in the kitchen by himself and he hears the screen door open and his wife say hello darling or something like that (laughs) All right, and so the the fa- the just it's very reminiscent of Pet Cemetery for me. I don't know if it's deliberate or not, but I like it. I like how there's that final gasp from Rose Byrne. Who? Yeah. Oh yeah, great performance. I mean, so we can she's amazing. We can, we can malign Patrick her. Wilson's performance. Where is she now? Like she's great. 
I don't like, I don't know what she's done most recently. She's a I really great actress. Like I, I yeah, saw this great. and I was like, I remember her being in films in like the mid two thousands. She should really be like a star now. Huge and I mean yeah. I have a huge crush on her yeah. as well. Well I she's beautiful yeah. too, yeah. But she's a really talented actress. Um yeah. she steals the whole thing. Yeah. Final gasp, boom, insidious title card. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I got and and almost I can't even explain this almost beyond reason I got I felt physical chills again when that insidious title card came up. <laughs> I end. love that you felt that, and I mean I even I recognize it. that that's ridiculous. Like even in my own head, I was like, "Why am I getting chills?" I this? love but it I even did. more that you recognize that you recognize that it's ridiculous. But I felt like this was this movie like it aspired to more than it was, mm. which I find really admirable. Eh. But like it only got there for a certain audience which you are clearly a part of <laughs> but i uh i actually sat and watched the whole credits you know decompressing as it were mm-hmm. and the entire music for the entire eight minute credits is just insane fiddling on like two violin <laughs> strings what? like it sounds awesome it's super creepy but like why why not because it sounds awesome and Insidious. it sounds creepy why it's so not? over the top though Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fine. Can we talk about the title though? Insidious is a dumb name for a movie. It's really dumb. What does it even mean? I mean, like it's as dumb as sinister or sinister actually makes more sense. Or don't breathe. Hush. Be afraid. Don't breathe. Don't breathe is a great title for a movie, honestly, especially one that involves being quiet because the villain is a blind man. Hush also makes more sense. Sinister makes more sense, but Insidious is just what. What does what? it mean? You have to Random look, it, have to look like, it up. And the closest definition is like crafty. I guess the demons are. I don't no, know. It's a dumb title, but it's, it's just a it, word that no one it, knows. It's what a it marketing means, but it title. Sounds, it sounds weird. It's, you know? it's done for marketing purposes only. You, like, you read it and you're like, oh, Insidious. What does wh- that mean? Wh- what would, like, I would like what to, else would you call this movie? No, I would like to know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have better a better question. Idea. Better question. Polter, Poltergeist 2. Uh, well, Poltergeist 4, because there were three of them. Wow, um, there were three Poltergeists. Yeah. I would like to figure out what the like what the original screenplay looked like and like, I, what the title was in I, I think it looked like this i don't know what the title was but i don't think it probably had a different title i'm sure it wasn't insidious i don't know that's a good question maybe i'll ask lee winnell on twitter he's a little busy right now all right well patrick what the hell are we watching next time oh, it's yes. your turn to pick it's my turn oh to pick. shit i'm so scared all right so i came up with this literally on the drive down here uh, we are going to watch Holidays, which oh. is a movie I had never heard of before. I've but, heard of it. You know, we are getting into the holiday season. We're between Halloween and Christmas now, officially. Mm-hmm. I mean, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, that time of year. Yeah. And this movie apparently includes several vignettes that all have to do with different holidays. Mm-hmm. I think, according to the description, also including St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day. So we got a little bit of uh, ABCs yeah. of Death mojo going on here, you know, that kind of like anthology film. I love anthology films. I do, for the most part, love holidays. So, yeah. I don't know if I like I'm psyched. I've heard of this recently, and yeah. I have no idea what the critical consensus is on it. What do we do post-Halloween, you know, except embrace every other holiday? We we watch Thanksgiving and Blood... uh, What's it called? Blood Blood Rage. Blood Rage, yeah. Well, Mm. we'll do that, but this sounds fantastic. I'm excited. Thank you. All right. Cool. 
Well, I guess we'll be back in two weeks to watch holidays. Uh, and Too bad we don't have any more fucking candy left to eat. Yeah. Well, yeah. we can get Jay that. We, we can it, get though. that cheap candy tomorrow. That markdown candy. True. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, happy Halloween, everybody! Thanks for uh, spending some time with us in this uh, spookiest of holidays. And if we can throw people one final reminder, follow us on social media, Amoncast, and go to tpublic.com. Slash user. Slash Amoncast and buy our fucking t-shirts. Yes, leave reviews, all that shit. Wear us. Just wear us around on your body like a skin suit. When you walk the red carpet, they'll say, who are you wearing? You can say, I'm wearing Chris, Patrick, and Steven. I mean, it's the next closest thing to murdering one or all three of us and wearing our skin around. For sure. Which, you know, I know some of you sick fucks want to do. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Steven. Happy Halloween. Ooh. Ooh.